ain't here to say that You don't really want it with us Yeah, yeah. The Sports Show What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, the Big Baby, aka the Soul of RB. Um, before I get to the rest of the introduction, shout out to DJ Chalet. That was her mix. Um, that was a fire mix. Her links are um on the on the top of the description of the stream. So um make sure you check it out. But to my right, we have the queen, the um the head of the Your Sports Show table. Are you just gonna remind me every Queen week Tay. that y'all cheated me? Every week we gonna do? have a special, mm-hmm. special episode call, call out. next Saturday. Call I cannot wait. Hey everybody, yes. happy uh was this the first day of spring? Is it technically is it is, is, it? It, is, it, is it? It's cold. I don't know. It's cold outside. It but may be. It's cold happy outside. Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy Here. Saturday. You mean Monday? Well, today it's people know that it's dropped in syndication. All right, (laughs) don't start with me yet. Well, like like the great, we're like the great TV shows (laughs) that are past that were recorded, recorded with a live studio audience, and then dropped days later. Basically, to um to the bottom left. Since he's trying to start, start with I didn't already. even do nothing. Y'all <laughs> always Mr. come Mr. for me. You one person. You never Mr. do nothing. Mr. Look, Mr. I do nothing Dillon, to you, Mr. JJ Dillon himself, BK Matt. First of all, that is disrespectful. <laughs> I, my head does not get trained that way. Let's let's just throw that out there. It is cold out. It is very cold out. What's up, Panda? And I don't know what it is with Panda you and Peace. Y'all like getting at me for no reason. I don't be doing nothing. Like, we ain't even going to talk about what she did two weeks ago. I'm just throwing that out there. Y'all start with me for nothing. I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, just chilling. You be all right. You know? And then we have the voice of a generation, uh, Mr. Love Lover, <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Pete Rosado. As the opening how song. How, how you doing, brother man? <laughs> as, uh, as one of the songs in that incredible mix said, I'm not a player. I just... You know, I just crush a lot. Yeah, right, get slapped you're in the tra- back of your head you're if you want to. You're trying to die. Huh. Ahead, <laughs> get slapped in the back of your head if you want yeah, to. Bow. Right. We, we endorse it. Do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. See, Amanda said it's not cold. Yeah, she's outside right now. Shout out to Amanda. And if I'm not mistaken, wait. Amanda, Amanda's lived down south, right, Dre? Mm-hmm. Right? So... Anybody who's lived down south know that you know they, they look at cold an entirely different way. For them, That's once you drop past 50, it's cold. So if yeah. she's not cold, it ain't cold. If it's past I, I, I'm going to make fun of her, but I'm going to see her later today. And she hit hard, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep the comments to myself. But, but you know, um, since, since, Matt, since Matt's been complaining, um, and it is almost the start of the baseball season, Dre, before we uh, end today at some point, when we end quick hits, I'm going to drop um, something special at the end, right at the very end of Quick Hits, and let's let, let's see let's see what happens with that. What you trying to say, Pete? What you you trying to set me up for something? I know what this is about. So, I'm not doing this with you guys. Right. <laughs> Regardless, how was everybody's week? I woke up this morning a Christian. Don't do this. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna you ain't gonna start with me today. So I'm Kurt feeling. Franklin. I'm feeling. Oh, 
This week was really good. Um, got a lot of stuff done this week, and also um, after Ooh. directly after today's um, show, I'll be joining a panel on those Wrestling Girls podcast. So if you have time yeah. to yes. check it out, don't interrupt me. I'm oh. <laughs> don't make her go Vicky Guerrero on your head. Don't interrupt me. Because I have to, you know, I'm going to be on a women's empowerment panel alongside those wrestling girls, and I'm excited. So that drops today at 3 o'clock. Most definitely. Thank you for representing. Thank you for representing. Of course. Thank you so much, ladies, for allowing me on your podcast. I'm so I'm such a great personality. I don't understand why not everybody is, like, putting me on their podcast. Like, I have so much insight into so many different things, but I'm not advocating for myself because I don't have time for that. You don't see it, huh? You know, I, I would. I always, I always like to say, you know, um, I know, I know that, I know that Tay is not the biggest fan of AEW, but I would honestly think that there is. Me out. Right. <laughs> Dynamite was actually good this week. It was real good this week. You start. No, no, I know that. No, I know Tay is not the biggest. I'm not saying she's not a fan, but she is not the biggest fan of. AEW. But what I was going to say was I think there is one quote that we have heard on AEW, especially out of Cody Rhodes, that I think really embodies uh, Tay very much. And I think almost all of us as well, in the sense of the one thing we are all, we all strive to be is undeniable. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wasn't that Tessa thing? Always good. But everybody's week was good. Everybody's just running away from her hitting you. That's what this is about. Just or keep complimenting her so she don't hit you. So I gotta be <laughs> the only one that gets hit. This is not even right. That's what nah, this is nah, about. Nah, nah. I haven't seen you in months, so I know, and I have no bruises. Thank God. <laughs> I never put hands on you. You didn't put hands on you the last time because she couldn't catch me. There's a difference. Like, Whoa, I'm not bad. Are you saying she's slow? I say she's see Pete. Don't do that. See, that's that Bronx stuff that I be talking about. Don't, don't, don't be hyping nothing up. Listen. I would have said she's slow. I never said she was slow. She used to be a linebacker. I'm not gonna say she's slow. Wow, you saying she big now? No, she literally she said that. Right? Oh, oh, all right. I apologize. I'm not even gonna go this. I apologize. I apologize. Podcast. So. <laughs> I just don't act don't act too crazy to me. I'll kick you out the, kick you off the show. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast. Really? I was like, yo, Pete is tight. Get, listen, I bring I, 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 this is probably the weirdest thing in the world. I actually bring I actually bring the uh some, some the extra diversity to this podcast. What are you trying to say? Extra diversity as the lightest brother on the podcast. No, he's saying that because he's from the Bronx. That's all. That's the only diverse part of it. <laughs> that's the only diverse part of, it, of this whole thing. It's like a third world country. <laughs> anyways, the Bronx. anyways, Dre, you always ask how everybody's doing. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing it good. don't matter. It don't matter. Keep going. That's that's one next. Oh, one. we doing this? Okay. Wow. That's what all right. So, <laughs> so, so um, I'm doing great. This has become a three person show. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> um, thank you for asking. Got a, got a nice yeah, little that, that build of nice no, and Dre, enjoy Dre and, and good pulled, stuff. Dre just so. pulled a Paul Heyman move on talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
So, how you I feeling, Matt? You. I hate you guys. Oh, okay. Really you feeling good? You feeling good? You feeling great? Why I always got to be nice? They always <laughs> mean to me. This is this is really Matt. This you is, always start with me. I didn't do nothing to you. you. I said what? I, I said was what, in the middle of talking about. I said hey to Bruce. Well, Bruce, Bruce could have waited 15 seconds, so I could have finished what I was saying. I didn't know you was going to be 15 seconds. It just popped up on the screen. It ain't like Dre held it up for that long for me to, to respond to it later. Because she was oh. talking. That's why I took it down. I was <laughs> for the worst. Yeah, nobody had my back. Anyways. <laughs> Yo. See, that's why. See, you kept it. See, you interrupted me, and you know you're not, not going to interrupt me. <laughs> You did the uh-huh. same thing to me last week, but it was okay for you to do it to me last week. I can say it. You know what? No, I'm talking about this one. Oh, this you know actually, Well, this one down here was cursing in seconds when he wasn't supposed oh, to yes, be cursing. It. It, so. wasn't my pro- it wasn't my fault. It was Sharon T. She was starting with me. See? This one's, have my back. Y'all supposed to be my co Y'all supposed to be with me, not with her. I expect that from her. Well, her, not y'all. See, you, you got the rabbit panda in there after you. You know what? I'm just gonna be quiet. All right, mute. Where that mute button at? Just... All right, y'all. Let's get into quick hits for the week. Starting well, as soon as I find it. There we go. Now. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Quick Kids for the week of March the 20th. And a lot of news coming out. And let's start with the big thing in sports happening right now. March Madness has returned. The NCAA tournament is back. Your number one seeds this year are Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan. But the beauty of March Madness is always the upsets. And last night... We saw that, well, Friday night, when y'all hear this, y'all will find out that number two seed Ohio State lost 75-72 to the number 15 seed Oral Roberts, the biggest upset so far in this year's NCAA tournament. And Oral Roberts celebrated as they should, but some sad news coming out of that. Um, And this is just, you know, one of these functions of college basketball that I really hate. Um... Apparently, forward E.J. Little of Ohio State received a multitude of threatening tweets following his team's loss in last night's uh, NCAA tournament game. Uh, He received tweets from two disgruntled fans that he shared screenshots of to police, including one who threatened to find and physically attack him. Fans wrote to him, quote, you are such an effing disgrace. Don't ever show your face at Ohio State again. We hate you. We hope you die. We really do. Um, And Liddell actually had 23 points and 14 rebounds. A sophomore forward for Ohio State led the team. um, And uh, although they lost to the number 15 seeded Oral Roberts, Uh, the school, the coach and the police have come to his uh, his defense. you know, and actually, former Ohio State player Jared Sullinger reached out to Liddell and said um, to stay strong because, unfortunately, there are so many fans in the NCAA who don't see you as a human, but solely as entertainment. Um, 
What do you, what, what's your take on this? I mean, the upset, beautiful, but this reaction afterwards just. It's like, it, it, it's like what we talk about in, in regular sports. Like, um, like fans just go above and beyond for no reason sometimes. And, and it, it's, a, it's frustrating to be a fan and watch other fans do that. And then the stigma is that as such, as such and such or as blank fans, we don't know how to act. It's, it's a game. Nobody's, if you're losing money, okay, you know the risk of placing bets on games, but there's no money involved for anybody. It's no, it's no money even involved from the college students. So why are you guys going above and beyond? Like it's not, it's not that serious. Just be a fan. That's the problem. People just don't know how to enjoy the game. You know, if you win, great. If you lose, it is what it is. And I feel like it always border. I think fans like that mess it up for everybody. It's like I don't even call you a fan at that point. I call you um, somebody that just must be angry with their lives, so they take it out on on other people. But um, the sport is there to enjoy. You know, I'm a Knicks fan, so of course, over the course of my 30 year love affair with basketball, you get what I'm saying. I've been disappointed time and time after again. I'm not going to, you know, threaten a player's life online what does that do that doesn't get me cool points i think it's corny personally uh and, and matt has left us i'm moving to the uh nfl a lot of news in the nfl let's start with some of the signings that has happened i really want to hear tay's take on this one the bears signed to a one-year 10 million dollar deal andy dalton and have promised him the starting job this year in Chicago. Andy Dalton, starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Queen, I got I got to know your reaction to this. <laughs> um, I just, let me tell you something. All right. The look says it all, Andy ladies Dalton, and gentlemen. Andy Dalton, I feel, has gotten a bad rap in the, in the NFL. Um, I think he's a pretty – decent quarterback. I don't know if it's like I don't know what it is about Nick Foles that I like so much. I don't know if it was because he won that Super Bowl with the um with the Eagles. But um I feel as if Andy Dalton was with the Cowboys last year, right? After Dak went down and you know, didn't really do anything memorable. So I don't see anything memorable happen happening for the Bears either. But good luck. Best of luck to them. Womp womp. That's Pete's favorite team. So if if the Bears do great, exactly. I want to know how you feel about it. Right. No, no, right, right. This is how well, you listen, feel. Um, <laughs> you know, listen. I, Andy Dalton has said that the only reason why he signed with the Bears is because they promised him the starting quarterback's job. So, um, and I'm glad that Andy Dalton is able to get another starting job. He showed last year that he is still a high functioning quarterback. Mm-hmm. No, um, high functioning. No, he or... didn't. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Eugene, stop it! Or Listen, functioning, or uh, with, a, a functioning. He was, with the, he was with the Bengals, right? Last year, no, he was with Dallas last year. I was, I was, I was, I was before Dallas, right? Yeah, he was on. He was on and was considered to be a tier two, uh, a tier two quarterback in the NFL based on his statistics and his game uh, mm-hmm. over the years. And many people said that the only reason why Andy Dalton 
uh, wasn't rated higher or looked at more favorably is because he played in Cincinnati and the team was never able to get past the first round of the playoffs. Why? Because his percentage is like 62%, I believe. That's what it is. It's, yeah, he had a very high percentage. He passed for uh, – he had very had a very good – I don't know off the top of my head, but he had a very good uh, touchdown-interception ratio over the course of his career. Like, he wasn't a quarterback where it's like Andy Dalton never lost you games as a starting quarterback. The team uh-huh. lost him games. A lot of quarterbacks don't lose you games aside from Carson Wentz. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just – I don't think you should just go willingly like, oh, I'm promising you the starting position. Uh, like Tay said, I, I I'm I got like a high regard for Nick Foles. I, I don't yeah, I don't, I, don't I wouldn't just do stuff. I wouldn't just say because it it just like it's like basically telling Nick Foles like count your days. <laughs> That's how it feels. You're only good enough to be. I mean, because last to be honest with you too, last year, um, the Bears they they started off really well. And um, they they floundered into, into into obscurity, right? Now I believe that, of course, it's like if you're if you're gunning for a Russell Wilson and you land on an Andy Dalton, that is a very steep drop as far as productivity. Or yeah. I don't want to say productivity; that's not fair because I don't like to critique anybody's like school skills and aptitude. But I'm talking about level of of I guess brand and player and and impact the team, you know, um, Nick Foles, I feel like he showed that he can be a decent starting quarterback. Andy Dalton has shown that he could be a decent starting quarterback. So I really don't see, honestly, the upgrade in having Dalton over Foles. Well, like Pete said, they're both like tier two in a sense. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't see the, I don't, to be honest with you, like I don't see the fanfare behind, okay, at least if I'm going with Foles, that's a no matter what you feel, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Nice. And to be honest with you, that already puts his stock above, you get what I'm saying, somebody who doesn't have a ring, somebody who didn't go to the big dance. In other words, you're saying he got a resume. Yeah, he got a resume. Really? Just, to be, I mean, just, just to be fair. And then you went against the Patriots. Tom Brady against, and the Patriots. Tom Brady's Patriots. <laughs> And you that that offense won them that game. I mean, if we look at Andy Dalton's stats over the years, I mean, he has a career. He's only thirty three years old. People don't uh, people forget that he's younger than most people think because he played so many years with the Bengals. Um, thirty three years old. He has a career completion percentage of sixty two percent. He has Not passed. Bad. For, oh, I was right. Hey, he passed. He passed for about almost 33,800 yards in his career, 218 touchdowns to only 126 interceptions, and has a a career passer rating of 87 and a half. One of his worst seasons for interceptions was the 2013 season, uh, where he threw for his um, most yards ever at uh, almost uh, 4,300 yards, threw 33 touchdowns to 20 interceptions, but really has never really thrown more than – 17 interceptions in a season, his 2014 season, his closest ratio where he threw 19 touchdowns to only 17 interceptions. But he's thrown single-digit interceptions uh, multiple times in his career. He's been a good quarterback, and that's the thing. You know, I think a lot of people are betting that they can still get some semblance of the Andy Dalton Cincinnati quarterback with a better team around him. What did Shaq just say? I saw saw something Shaq just said. 
And they wanted they wanted uh, Wilson or Watson. Now, speaking of Nick Foles, as you were both mentioning, Tay and Matt, that is where an interesting wrinkle comes in. Due to the fact that Andy Dalton has signed with the Bears, uh, there have been there's already been one quarterback move, former Bears starting quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. So now I can like the Bears because I, I hated Mitchell Trubisky. What is um, your beef with him again? I just don't like him as a quarterback. You really don't be having reason for these quarterbacks you don't like because you really hate Tom Brady. I don't understand that. Aspect. I hate Tom Brady because I'm a Jets fan. Okay, I hate Tom Brady because I'm a Jets fan. That's what Here's one thing I, I kind of want to say. No more. I, I, there's something I kind of want to say about you made a comment about the the Patriots being the Jets' rivals, right? Yes, that's not their rival. No, true. It's it's. I believe it's my uh, Miami's been their rival. I'm just go. I'm just saying when you think of the pedigree of the Patriots over Here the thousands, right? Your rival is somebody I will call their rival being the Steelers in that the in, in the AFC only because it was either one or the other kind of hitting it in the AFC championship. You get what I'm saying before going to the Super Bowl. The Jets couldn't smell the Super Bowl even when it was at MetLife Stadium. So just you know, yeah. I mean, I think that I mean I, I, for a long time. For a long time, even into the mid-90s, the Patriots were an insignificant team. No one knew who the Patriots were. The, the, the Jets have been an insignificant team. Well, the Jets – but see, but the, here's the thing. In the early 90s, the Jets had a really good team. Then they yeah. went to in the mid-90s. Yeah, with Tyson, right? Yeah. And then you had – How many rings can you go on your computer and see how Why many – Why are you feeding her right now, Pete? Let it go. Let it, you know what she's doing. Stop. Stop saying like the rival, like it's only Jets fans look at the Patriots as a rival. I mean, listen, it's not like Giants <laughs> were a powerhouse with Kerry Collins at quarterback, and I love Kerry Collins. Pete, go to the next topic. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> but no, speaking about speaking about that, Mitchell Trubisky has signed a deal to back up. Josh Allen in Buffalo. So Mitchell Trubisky now going to the Buffalo Bills to be the backup to Josh Allen. Good fit. And Nick Foles, rumors have it that Nick Foles may be possibly headed back home as apparently the Philadelphia Eagles are interested in reacquiring Nick Foles to be the backup for Jalen Hurts. The, the hurt is Dre's face. What do you say, Dre? Just say the it. The hurt there. It's a little too little too late for that. Um Yeah. Um, a little more in depth about the, the, the Eagles' troubles in a little bit. But um, mm -hmm. are there any um, other interesting moves? Yes. Uh, well, well, the Washington football team has a new starting quarterback. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen when Alex Smith left. Uh, but apparently the Washington football team has signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to be their new starting quarterback. That's actually really, really good for them. That's a really good move for them. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is that guy that gets you those gets you to five hundred. Ryan Fitzpatrick Patrick reminds me of I see him the same way I see Nick Foles, but Nick Foles again on another level because he won the Super Bowl. I see Ryan Fitzpatrick getting your team to where it needs to be. I agree. And and because and the, letting the defense, the, the Washington defense, which is was one of the best last year, to get you over to what you need, like over that hump. 
because the NFC East this year, you know, people were talking crazy about the NFC East, but and deservedly so because it wasn't the best division, one of the worst. But this year is going to be a lot more competitive. Yeah, I think a lot of football <laughs> odds makers, a lot of football odds makers actually have Washington winning the division uh, due to the signing of Fitzpatrick. Um, and Fitzpatrick reminds me a lot of a young Jamal Crawford in the in the level of inconsistency because when like when Jamal Crawford was on the Knicks back in the day, he was a kid who he could drop fifty one night, yes he could, and then, and then go couldn't like it couldn't hit two for twenty the next night, a hundred percent. Fitzpatrick is a lot like that. He can go out there and throw you know three hundred yards, four or five touchdowns, and then the next game throw four interceptions, a hundred percent. You know, and the question is, and that's always been the issue when Fitzpatrick was with the, the the Bills, when he was with the Jets, when he was with Miami. It was always, how long does Fitz magic last before the drop happens? Yeah, when he gets you to 500. <laughs> um, well, 631, and then the next game, you know, you drop to 500. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I liked, you know, his few weeks at the, um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before uh, Jamie's Winston, you know, yeah, thirty for thirty. Jamie's Winston, um, <laughs> thirty for thirty. I liked how he set up Tua. Yeah, you know, we'll see. So does that mean like he's the starter now? Yes, he's been told he will be the starting quarterback for. Yeah, because yes. Taylor Heineke is not going to be. No, starting. I'm talking about Tua. Mm, right likely, now, it likely it's nobody there. It's nobody else there. Speaking no. of, well, we don't know, but speaking about the Miami Dolphins and speaking, you know, to my uh, to my three uh, three uh, co-hosts from uh, from Brooklyn, the Miami Dolphins reportedly have released offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson this past uh, this past week, three days after acquiring him in a trade uh, with Tennessee. Former first round pick Isaiah Wilson showed up hours late for his Dolphins physical and orientation and skipped two optional workouts. He had committed to attending the 22 year old Brooklyn native refused my, has refused all of Miami's efforts to help get his life back on track. Um, Last year, uh, during training camp, while he was still with the Tennessee Titans, Isaiah Wilson received a trespass warning from uh, Tennessee State Campus Police after uh, one, after trying to evade them following an off-campus party that had been broken up. One month later, was charged with a, D- a DUI after being spotted doing donuts in a Nashville intersection before crashing into a concrete wall. Um, you know, 22 years old, first-round pick. Um, Career over, or can he re- can he recover from this? First of all, I feel offended that you said I'm gonna leave it to my three Brooklyn counterparts because he's he's doing a whole bunch of crime stuff. I don't understand that. I feel he's like I'm doing, doing a whole bunch of hot boy stuff. I, and I, I feel I, like you're trying to say something. Like, you really trying to say something? What are you trying to say, Pete? What are you trying to say? Be, be careful, Pete. Quick hits my end early. Why? Because he ain't stabbing nobody with a with a box cutter. He ain't he ain't, he ain't Bronx like. Is that what you're trying no, to say? But what I'm asking is, what I'm asking is, is this is this a function of he needs a stronger he needs something stronger around him to get him out of this lifestyle? Is this something he can? Is is it something he can come away from? Right, Miami has said Miami tried giving giving him multiple options to try and better himself, and obviously he rebuffed that. Is this something where it's just like to him, 
this lifestyle is more important than the NFL, or is this something that he can be saved from? Again, 22 years old, a first-round pick. The kid definitely has talent. You know, how, how do we how do we move Isaiah Wilson away from the Isaiah Wilson he is to the Isaiah Wilson he could be? It starts the, with him. It starts with himself. Anytime somebody you want to help somebody, the person um, in order for that person to be helped, you have to want to help yourself, and that that that's pretty much it. No. Um, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer has made his first complaint oh, in the God. NFL. How? Uh, how, how, how is he making complaints and he hired somebody who who was doing craziness just to get him fired? I don't understand, Urban Meyer. So, <laughs> Urban Meyer, as we know, spent his entire career coaching in college, where you recruit players, go to their house, and try to get them to join your team. And Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer, uh, in his first year with the Jaguars, has said that he has an issue with the NFL free agency system. Not so much that it's different from recruiting. He knew that was going to be the case. But that it's not good business, quote, because he doesn't understand the idea of teams signing guys without meeting them. Quote, yeah, that was awful. I don't agree with it, but no one asked my opinion. I guess in the old days you could bring them in and meet them, have dinner with them. You find out their football intellect, find out their character. The thing you don't do, I found out, is call someone who has skin in the game because they're not. They're going to not quite – I don't see honest as a very appropriate word. So we did a deep dive. Every guy that we signed, we, uh, we did a deep dive. But I don't understand how you make organizational decisions when you can't meet somebody. Shut up and adjust. Oh, let's go. Yeah, two last stories in quick hits. Uh, this one was actually shared this with our group chat earlier in the week. A little bit of a mix of the NBA and the major league and major league baseball. LeBron James this past week became part owner of the Boston Red Sox <laughs> as he is joining the Fenway Sports Group as a partner, which gives him an ownership stake in all of its subsidiaries, which include the Boston Red Sox. The Liverpool, the Liverpool Football Club, the Roush Fenway Racing, and the regional Boston Sports Network, NESN. So he already owned, James already owned 2% of Liverpool's football club. Um, and now in joining uh, the Fenway Sports Group will have ownership stake in other uh, Boston sports as well. James and his business partner, Maverick Carter, will become uh, Fenway Sports Group's first black partners. I mean, owning owning it's it's not a whole team. It's I'm sure it's a small stake, but this is a big step. It is. It is. It it absolutely is. Um, you know, people get on LeBron, oh, the GM and this that and the third. He's making moves and he may own the NBA team before, like you know, before everything is said and done. Not not like like you know, he can't obviously he can't he can't do like. He can't own it while he's playing, but when he when his playing time is over, give him a couple years, he'll own the NBA team. Yeah, probably own it right before he he, he retire. Now yeah, I, then he can't. <laughs> then he have to. No, retire. I mean, like, as soon as he's about to retire, he'll probably announce oh. that he owns the team. Two well, questions. Yeah. Two questions about this, right? Uh, one: Can LeBron still wear the Yankees hat now that he owns Boston? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. No. Um, and, and secondly, I wonder, and, and this is probably a conversation for a, another day, and I think we should put a pin in this, but here's my my standing question. Mm-hmm. Um, Dre, you said that it's, it's almost a foregone conclusion that 
LeBron will own an NBA team one day. Where do we think he's going to be? How do we think he's going to be as an owner? Is he going to? We've seen former NBA players not like Michael Jordan, right? And that's the whole thing. I mean, we've seen MJ own the the, the Bobcat slash Hornets and not exactly make the best talent decisions. <clears throat> Kwame Brown, uh, but you know. What what do we what what, what do we see for LeBron? And, and again, I think that's a conversation I'm, for another. I'm just just <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Kwame yeah. Brown. Go to the last story. Dude. Yeah, the last story <laughs> is actually I actually, I actually miscounted because I missed one from our NFL uh, lineup here. Um, because it's it's a very uh story that I'm sure everyone knows. Uh, earlier this week, very early in this week. New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees announced his retirement after 20 seasons in the NFL. 15 with New Orleans, five with the with the then San Diego Chargers. Uh, Drew said that he felt physically as if he could pe- play at a high level until he was 45 or older. Uh, but he felt that this year was a very trying year for him, um, and that he hoped that moving into the broadcast booth as an analyst for NBC will help. Uh, weather the storm of retirement for him. Uh, Drew Bees retires as the all-time career passing yards leader, uh, second in touchdowns and completion percentage, and as the MVP for New Orleans' only Super Bowl in franchise history. Um, and before we get to discussion about Drew Brees, I want to just finish up with our last story here. As we're right about to go to sp- uh, sp- uh, spring training's about to end and the baseball season's about to start, a prospect from the Cubs organization – today was arrested as a 21 year old uh, sorry um cubs prospect jesus camargo was arrested in arizona this past wednesday and is facing four felony drug charges uh he was arrested because deputies reported that they discovered wait for it 21 pounds of suspected methamphetamines and 1.2 pounds of oxycodone pills in a duffel bag after he was pulled over for speeding and drifting between lanes. Boy, Shyrock done got that boy. He part of the streets now. The streets got him. He's done. <laughs> he part of Shyrock now. Uh-oh. Streets got him. Well, well <laughs> streets got him. It's, 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 it's really clear. nothing to say about that. Matt it's, said it. Matt street, said it all. The streets but, got him. Um, I just want to quickly touch on um, Drew Brees before we we end off quick hits. Um, uh, we said this before. Drew rated, Drew Brees has had um, a very underrated career, and um, again, a lot of us didn't. A lot of people didn't know about Drew Brees until he became a saint. I know for me, I didn't know he was. He, I forgot he was a Charger. I know. <laughs> like, I forgot. I forgot he was a Charger. So. Um, I think um, he's he's one of the, the best quarterbacks ever just to, to have one ring. Of course, you know, your, your legacy is cemented once you win the championship for most people, for most quarterbacks. So, you know, congratulations to him on uh, on a great career. And let's see if he can he, he can pull a Tony Romo and, and be really good in the booth too. Tony Romo has been really, really good in the booth. Yeah. Anybody um, else? I still watch on mute. But um, um, Drew Brees is, is, is a very extraordinary talent. Um, I put him in my top ten, not my top five. Mm-hmm. But um, what? What was what, what was left for you? You put him in your top five? 
Ted, top ten? You put him in your top ten? Yeah, that's what I just said. Top ten. You looked at me like I was about, like you about to choke me, like. No, because I was feeding for you to to mention Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, since you mentioned it, right? I mean, no, all right, and that was quick hits. I think I would put Drew Brees in my top five. Um, but I think if you look at the, over the course of his career, it's tough to keep him in the top five because he played oh. across two generations of quarterbacks. But I think easily, if you're thinking about a top five, and it's tough because you're really splitting hairs. Obviously, Brady. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger to me. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then that's where you start, you know, really kind of choosing choosing uh, hairs there because you can easily throw Breeze in there. You can throw uh, Philip Rivers in there. You can what was the first three that you named? In there. Um, I think considering that he played in his generation, you could throw uh, an Eli Manning in there. You can throw those people in that conversation because he did play across those eras uh, of quarterbacks. Um, and that's where I think it gets a little tough. Yeah, he's in the top echelon of that generation of quarterbacks, I feel. When you talk about the the, the Eli Mannings, the – Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Russell Peyton. Wilson, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, even Philip Rivers. You know what I'm saying? Like those are, I guess, the brand, the faces of quarterbacks for this for the 2010s especially. Um, so you know, he had a, a great career. You know, New Orleans was always in the chase or always right there, and was always a scary team. And it's just interesting to see how they regroup at this point because his retirement announcement came late mm-hmm. yeah and, then, and now there's a lot of questions and over they resigned they resigned winston to a year deal so I'm, and they and they extended taste on hill is extended yep but it's a it's a voidable contract so all of his years are completely voidable so he's really on a one-year contract as well you wrong, <laughs> no, you wrong. <laughs> um one uh, and I want to just end quick hits here since it was such a great segment. I thought, and since Matt loves to complain about it, I felt since spring training's about to end and the baseball season's about to begin, why don't we end this week's quick hits with a baseball trivia question? Um, and I was, <laughs> and obviously for our adoring fans and public who listen to our podcast. Uh, take a guess. I will reveal the answers uh, before we uh, end the podcast today. Uh, but there are only four players in Major League Baseball history who have ever joined the 40-40 club. 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases in a single season. Only four players in Major League history to be in the Major League Baseball 40 home run, 40 stolen base club. Be interesting to see who comes up with those names uh, from our listeners. Uh, but there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That has been Quick Hits. Would you say Carlos Beltran or none? He is not in the 40-40 club. He's in, I believe he's in the 30-30 club, but not the 40-40 club. I don't know. For some reason, I thought of him. Um, I thought um, – A-Rod. A-Rod is one of them. Yep, A-Rod is. Jose Reyes? Nope. 30-30, I, I believe. Jose Reyes, too. Or 20, I, think, I think Reyes is in the 2020, possibly the 30-30. I don't think he ever hit 30 home runs in the season, though. Got you. All right. They're so, actually all. I will tell you this. All there four, was a Yankee. There was a Yankee besides. Um, there are two Yankees on this list. There was a um, Yankee besides A Rod. It's not Jeter. It's not Mariano Rivera. It's um. 
it, there's two Yankees and two West Coast players on the list. All of them played in the 90s, and of the of the four of them, at least three of them played into the 2000s. I hate you so much for this. Yeah, but at least I got one. Yeah. yeah. I hate test. I hate trivia. I only passed the regions because it was multiple choice. Let's get that straight. I, stop it. Stop. Just stop. Well, I'll stop. reveal the four at the end of the show. Okay. All right. So today's topics. Um, I hope that's not today. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? Taylor's <laughs> over there. <laughs> I didn't see it, but uh, <laughs> listen, Tay beat you once. Don't don't get on Tay. No man, I hate. I, hate, <laughs> I really do. I, I don't got nothing to do with that, man. You just Y'all always gang, like it's always a gang. Like I didn't say anything. You came for me. I just I was I was. You know so um the first start of the day, so um this Deshaun Watson stuff. Um yeah. We gotta get serious, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, this is Sean Watson stuff. Um so if you didn't know or you didn't hear anything, um Deshaun Watson huh. was woo. Not- <laughs> uh he was um how do I how said it? He's been charged on um seven civil civil suits uh sexual assault, but um the cases go around about twenty-two. Tw- about twenty-two women have come out and said Deshaun Watson sexually assaulted assaulted them. Um we take the sports out of this. It, now it's a, it's a human rights thing. Um Matt, I'll start with you. Um what are your thoughts on the situation? Uh, it's disheartening, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, you know, me and Tavia, we, you know, we got into the debate about, um, you know, what was going on in, on in the Texans and him wanting to, you know, you know, get out of his contract and go to another team, and and we were just sitting there. I was befuddled, right? Because I'm just sitting here like he's a great. He's a great talent. Tay thinks different, but what you said he was. I never say he wasn't a great talent. No, I mean, I was like, I thought he was. I felt like he was probably right under Patrick Mahomes as far as you know, next next in line as far as the line of quarterbacks that we have, right? So this this the skip before Jackson, huh? I, I, look, that's another. We, we're going to get into that another time, but right now. Uh, one of the one of the, one of the one of the things that I said was he was a he's a stand up guy and and he didn't have you know there was nothing really bad to say about the guy like because you look at interviews and you look at you know all of you know the fanfare around him and how humble humbling he was when he you know signed this new contract I think he cried and and you know you you relate to that. 
and you relate to his story, but then you hear things like this, and then it just you you feel like you're a fool for like you're fooled by this person to to hear all of this the 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 new the news that has been broken as far as you know the sexual assault you know you don't want to believe it but then you you don't you don't not take serious accusations like this so when it was one you just you know you 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 wait to hear the full story then cuz this broke tuesday and here we are Saturday recording it. And that was like, what? It was, it was two women. And then it grew to six. Tuesday it was one. Then Wednesday it was two. Then by Thursday, I think it was like six. Thursday it was like six. Yeah. And then here we are Saturday. And now we're talking about 22. And um, you can't, you can't make up 22 women with the same story. Um, it's disheartening. I'm not gonna hold you and sit there and say like I like I'm excited to even have this conversation or this you know this, this talk about it because I'm not. I'm 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 gonna you know I'm, I, I pride myself on being always honest, and I feel like I've, I I feel like a fool because I sat there and I glorified this this athlete and this is the this is the story that's being told. So um I just want justice in the situation. Um I that that's pretty much all I got with it. I don't know what else to say to it. I'm still waiting to hear more and I don't have too much of an op- opinion on it, just more or less like I just want justice on the situation. Whether it's wrong, right, or indifferent, I need I need to know. We we need to justice needs to be had, and that's all I got. Repeat. Um, listen, as as Matt said, I pride myself on being honest. Um, and if honesty is and if honesty is what I pride myself, then I have to be completely transparent. When this story first broke, um, and I was reading the details of, of of things that were going down, we didn't have a victim statement. We didn't have anything. All we had was um, the story was when we when I first heard it was Deshaun Watson accused of sexual assault. Um, the lawyer representing um, the person was a close personal friend who lives down the road from Texans owner, Bob McNair. And the first thing I thought was, this just seems real sus. This was real suspect. Um, then the second story came out. And again, there was still no victim statement. We were just saying there were now two accusations and there were going to be two different lawsuits. And then it was like, oh, you know, same lawyer, um, you know, and, and, and things like that. And I was just like, okay, this is just seeming, all of a sudden, this is seeming just, very suspect like all of a sudden this is just being found when he's in the middle of you know trying to break away from the team they don't want to let him go stuff like that and then by thursday when we get to six six accusations two lawsuits and three victims have come forward with statements at that point i'm like yeah this is this is no longer suspect this is no longer something that i can even begin to say may not have happened and now we stand here on Saturday recording, as, as Matt said, and we have a possibility of 12 lawsuits with 22 victims. Um, 
I'm a big fan of believing the victims. When the victims come out and say something, I believe the victims. I can honestly say the reason why I thought this was suspect was because there was no face to the victim. We just heard the lawyer. At the, in the beginning, all we knew was there was an accusation and it was the lawyer. Very careful with your wording. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I didn't believe it because I didn't believe that there was a victim because the victim was was crowded and shrouded in mystery. The minute the victim, a victim came out and someone said something, I was just like, yeah, this is the problem, right? When there is one victim that we're like, yeah, this happened. Um, I was just like, this is a problem. Now, like, like Matt said, we have 22 victims, 22 victims and 12 lawsuits. This is a major problem. This is not a contract issue. This is not um, an oops. This is something that will ruin this man's life. And he did this to himself. He did this to himself. If these accusations are true, he did this to himself. And you put yourself in a position to ruin your entire life. Because what? Because you're an NFL player and you think like you're big and bad. And you think just because you're a football player and you're in the NFL, like you can get women to do whatever you want them to do to you. That's ridiculous, man. That should not happen on any level. I don't care what level of celebrity you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care who you are. Okay? This is not acceptable at all. It shouldn't have been acceptable after the first allegation. So I'm going to hold you right there. Okay. And I agree with you. One allegation is one allegation too many. And when you look at the statistics of how many times sexual assault victims actually go to police or go to a lawyer, it's only between 10 and 20%. Mm. Okay? So my problem is, right, like, and I, I like how you cleaned it up, like you believe the victim and this and the third, it might sound sus, it might not sound mm. sus, right? I'm but, just being honest. In the beginning, I was on no, the wrong side of this. Yeah. My thing is, you never want to be on the wrong side of this. You get what I'm saying? Because we're normally, we normally have our fingers on the pulse when it comes to issues dealing with race. Right? Issues dealing with sexual assault or assault by any means should have the same energy. Because it's even when you overhear someone potentially saying a racial epithet, you know what I'm saying? You have to be on the right side of these things as a true ally. Because the onus is not on the victim to prove innocence. The onus is on the accused, right? So even though people be like, oh, well, you're innocent, you're legally innocent until proven guilty, right? right? But the onus is on the accused. The first time I've heard of this, there was something wrong about this. You get what I'm saying? And when you look at the 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 fact that sexual assault victims are already scrutinized in everyday life. So when you have someone who's who makes millions of dollars, you get what I'm saying, and has reach and power. Let's talk about the courage that it takes, Mm -hmm. right? I have plenty of friends who are police officers, right? 
that doesn't mean that I agree with some of the standards, some of the things that police officers do just because I have friends. So it goes to that, well, you know, their lawyer was good friends with the owner of the team. That A has nothing to do with me. You get what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to believe victims until if they're proven to be a liar, I'm going to keep that same energy. You get what I'm saying? But believe victims first. He the own the burden of proof is on Deshaun Watson to prove that what didn't happen didn't happen. Not right. on the victims. You get what I'm saying? So that was my problem with how we were, you know, how this was being unrolled. And I didn't even want to even debate this with anybody. You get what I'm saying? I have a daughter. Matt has daughters. You know what I'm saying? You have a mom. You have a mom. You have a girlfriend. You have a wife. Right? I believe victims. Okay? Now, whatever consequences befall him, you get what I'm saying? Be prepared to catch that smoke. Because you should not, the thing is, in this day and age, you get what I'm saying? People should know better. Okay? There are women out there that will throw themselves at his feet because of who he is. You can pay women to pretend to do whatever it is you need them to do. You get what I'm saying? Do not abuse your power. All right? And I'm not talking about the type of women who lie to get people in trouble. You get what I'm saying? That doesn't happen as often as people want them to think. You right. get what I'm saying? When it does happen, it's Stop. Excuse my language, but it, I felt like it was fitting. When it does happen, when a woman, like, the thing is, I keep the same energy always. You guys know me, right? 99% of the time, a woman has the courage or a person has the courage to speak about sexual assault. 99% of the times, they're, they're telling the truth. You get what I'm saying? So the burden of proof is on Deshaun Watson. He has to prove that he didn't do what he did. And if he proves that, then he, he needs to be able to get, you know, any type of retribution needed financially, restitution, anything that he's lost. Can, but if I, not, can I ask you a question when you're done? When you're done. When you're done. I'm done. I'm done because I'm done. Um is there any way back for Deshaun Watson at all? Because I don't think there is. I don't even if he even if he if this goes to court and whatever or you know there's a way back if, if it's not if it's not if it's not what if it's not what they say it is. Look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown never had twenty two women come yeah, out. Yeah, but he so. had he had a couple. It wasn't just one woman. It was a few. It was know. a few. It was more than one. It I wasn't hear, just one woman. I hear you, but 22, that, that's 
I'm sorry to even bring that up. It's more or less like that. That's Bill Cosby status. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it shouldn't even. It, it, it's a shame that it's 22. You get what I'm saying? It's disgusting that it's 21, 22. But it shouldn't have even been one. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's, it's disgusting that it's one. Like you have, take take it on the nose. You have the money. You have this power. You have this. You know, you have this image already to where it's easy. You really don't got to work for it. So why take it? Now, the one thing that I have hated that I have seen on social media ever since this story broke is that I've seen and and I'm going to be and I'm going to call it out. I've seen men. And this is what disgusts me about men. I have seen so many men on social media when they are referencing this story who are like sports heads who want to talk about this, who want to sit there and try to and try to analyze the fact that, oh, this is different because it wasn't full on rape or different because it is not miss me with that. The man used his power and influence and status or his perceived power and influence and status Allegedly. to to force women to do things they did not want to do sexually to him. Allegedly. You got to right. say that until it's proven wrong or right. I don't got to say a motherfucking thing. Allegedly. Right. No. And, I, and that's the thing. Like, no. you know, he's, he, he used his perceived, he perceived that he had power, influence, and status to make these women that it, oh it's okay for me to do this and they're not gonna say nothing because they're gonna be able to go tell a story that they did this with an NFL player whatever whatever right so but what I get pissed at is you got men on social media who all of a sudden want to sit here and say well he didn't have sex with someone he didn't rape somebody nah nah I don't care what it what level of it it was it's wrong that it happened it's wrong it's, it's wrong. wrong. And to be honest with you, like I said, this doesn't go for the men who were falsely accused of these situations. You get what I'm saying? But we live in a day and age now that these public figures, especially, you are a man of color. You get what I'm saying? You are representing yourself in a public space. You get what I'm saying? Or any man or any person, you should know better. You should know better. You should know better. And if, and to be honest with you, and the women who do lie about circumstances like that, you know what I'm saying? There's a special place for you too. Because the victims, the real life victims of this, don't find this funny. Don't find this amusing. Don't find this cute. Absolutely. At all. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, even if one of these women, even if one of these women's stories, okay, let's let's go on, on a deep end of this, right? Let's say of the 22 women, 21 of them are false and one of them is real. I'm sorry, brother. You cannot be a starting quarterback. And you got to take some time off. You got to go away and get out. Be gone. Be gone. No, no. There's people who lost their careers for less. Yeah, right. you got to be gone. You got to go. lost their careers go. for, for- – Adrian Peterson almost lost his career for disciplining his child. Right. You got to go. 
And I and that's a, that's that's to me that's it. That's why I asked Tate Ray that Lewis. Question. Ray Lewis caught a body and he's and he's playing in the league. So it, it's it's too like like the league needs to do what it needs to do. Like, I don't think there's any team that could pay this man a hundred million dollars something contract as a starting quarterback and not get flacked for it if even one of these stories sticks to him. Well, they that's can't. the problem. That's the problem. The teams don't care about that. It, 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 it's. Deshaun Watson, the personal person, and then Deshaun Watson, the player. And sometimes, a lot of times, teams look at Deshaun Watson at, or or any NFL player as two different players. So, but um, it's just, it's just a weird situation to even talk about. Yeah. Yeah. too close. But yeah, it, 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 too close. But but we we definitely definitely need to have a conversation. So thank you guys. Um, to another quarterback that we constantly make fun of, though, Carson Wentz. Yeah. So he he was recently, I believe, traded traded to yeah. Indianapolis, right? Um, he said, and I quote, um, "It wasn't fun." While he was discussing, you know, his last few months in Philly after he got benched. Should I speak as an Eagle fan? And and. He also said he did everything to support, to be in support of, of Jalen and the rest of his teammates. Capping. He capping. Stop so, capping. Cut it out. Boy, you said he, in the media, I I thought that this is a starting position. I, I didn't I didn't come here to be on the bench. Shut up. You Shut didn't up. come here. You Stop. didn't come here. You got drafted there. So Stop. That, that's Shut the, one. the reason why you left. It's because you knew your days was numbered as a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shut up, you lying. I can't even curse. Matter of fact, you know what? Go ahead, Tay. Let me tell you something. Carson Wentz is a liar. Better. Better. Shut up. That's what he better do. Shut up and throw the ball. Finally. He better. Show us something different in, on the Colts. Because you got protection. You better show us something different on the Colts. The Colts are a class a little bit above the Eagles as far as protection, pass protection, and stuff like that. So let me tell you something. Play the Eagles, I don't know what happened to that organization over the past season. Nick Foles. That's what happened. No, no, I'm just saying, I don't know what happened to that organization over the past season. You know what I'm saying? Just the unprofessionalism. That's come out of them from the the lack of competitiveness. You get what I'm saying? I'm never gonna forget that last game. Even I you. the Giants should have never relied on the Eagles to help them get into the playoffs. But just to not be competitive is 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 going to taint Jalen Hurts too, even though it wasn't his fault. That, that that lies with the coach, and they got rid of the coach. I hear you on that, but at the end of the day, it Hurts all started with. It all started with Nick Foles. When they let Nick Foles go and they and they put all their faith in Carson Wentz after he'd been playing arrow ball since he got into the league. And granted, he played good. He played pretty good. But all his mistakes caught up with him. Let's be realistic. Let's be real realistic. Now, you all this talking that you're doing now, oh, it wasn't fun. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It wasn't. Being a scapegoat and being exposed. I'm not even gonna say scapegoat, being exposed. Being exposed. You you cheat variation yeah, of RG3, being exposed. Being exposed. That's what it was. For don't sure. make it, don't don't put it on nobody else but yourself. 
people can call the plays, you run the plays, but you want to play hero ball and you're getting hit or you're throwing interceptions. That's on you. That's your decision making. That don't go to nobody else but you. Yeah, but then to talk about sour grapes, like when he got benched, like the thing is, like you got benched, for, you got benched for a reason. You know what I'm saying? It's not as if you were playing like lights out, and then like the coaches is like, ah, you know, I'm feeling a little Jalen hurts today. Let's give him a chance. You know, like <laughs> I mean, take accountability. I'm bad at waking up. I think it's Jalen Hurts Day today. Yeah, come on. Now you you mean to tell me if he was playing the way the Eagles paid him and expected him to play? That Jalen Hurts wouldn't even smell the the, the starting quarterback position. So it, it 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 this is the thing. Like, no, it wasn't a good time and stuff like that. But you gotta take accountability for that too, bro. You do. The one year that your team was absolutely dominant, it was the year that you were injured. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, and I get it, you got to have a little bit of an ego to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but you also got to remember your team loses, the coach could lose their job. So at the end of the day, I also, as a coach, have to make a decision not only for the team, but also for my job as well. I got to say, well, we're losing, okay? We can lose, and I can lose my job, or I can try to turn this around and keep my job. Let me try to get this other quarterback in. And, and Tay's 100% right. If Carson Wentz was playing like the quarterback they paid him to play like, Jalen Hurts wouldn't have seen the field, right? But I also want to bring to light something else that Tay said in the very beginning of her, of her piece there, right? He better show out in Indy. Indy went 11-5 and five last year. Yes, they with, did. With Phillip Rivers as their starting quarterback. With Phillip Rivers, okay. who can't they move, went, right. can't move a muscle, but they offensive line must be the greatest because he barely got touched last year. They went <laughs> barely got touched. And, and can, can we be realistic? I didn't think the Eagles' offensive line was crazily bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I really, I, I, I'm not going to make it seem like they were great, but a lot of the stuff that happened to Carson Wentz was because of Carson Wentz. Philly's offensive line looked like Patrick Mahomes' offensive line in the Super Bowl. Listen, three of their losses. That's OD. That's OD. That's OD. Look, I wouldn't go that you, far. I wouldn't go that far. Count, if you count, now mind you, not the whole you, season. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Indianapolis made the playoffs and only lost by three points to the Buffalo Bills. So now we okay. We look at the totality of the season plus the playoff game. Indianapolis went 11 and 6, okay, in total. Of their six losses, four of them were by single digits. They only had two blowout losses all of last season, okay? They only had two blowout losses, which was a 14 point loss to the Baltimore Ravens in week nine, and then a 19 point loss to the Tennessee Titans in week 12. Four losses, okay, of less than 10 points. Three losses of a touchdown or less, okay, out of six total losses. Carson Wentz better not only match that, but do better with all this talking that he's doing. If I was Carson Wentz, I would go to Indy, keep my mouth shut, keep my head low, do my work, and do my work well, and that's it. But now you're just you're just feeding the fire, man. I want, I want, I want. 
I want Terrible. Tay to give him the same energy she would give Kyrie Irving. That's what I want. No, no, no. Carson Wentz is going to get that Giannis energy. That's what you're going to get. No, nah, I wouldn't even put him on the same level. No, no, no. Wait, the reason why, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've always been giving Carson Wentz the smoke since the beginning of our podcast. No, I'm talking about when week six come and we really already see that he's being Carson Wentz, which is a – I can't curse. Now, here's my no, but here's my question, and I think Matt's kind of alluded to it. Here's a question, though. Can Carson Wentz change the narrative about himself? And if he does, how does that affect the narrative about Philly? Nothing, because it's still Carson Wentz's fault. Nothing. So, nothing. Carson Absolutely Wentz is because nothing. of Carson Wentz. It changes nothing. Let's just say for again, I'm going to go completely exaggeratory. Let's say mm-hmm. Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis. They go 13-3. and three, They make the Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl. But they make the Super Bowl go 13 and 3 with Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. Does that change the narrative? Does that change the narrative about Carson Wentz? Or does that change the narrative about Philadelphia? So I I, I give you the same question. Doc Rivers and the Clippers lost three to one. Right. And were playing bad the whole season in general, but his team for the Philadelphia 76ers are number one in the conference this year. Does that change the narrative that Doc Rivers lost three one twice. I or, think they, I like, think I think no. it reinforces no. my narrative no. that it was never Doc Rivers' problem. That Doc I Rivers said that he was a part of the problem, though. I, I give him I give him the reasons. He was a part of like, the problem, though. But the, yeah, yeah, because let's be realistic. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both shooting below their average, you need to make some adjustments. And the fact that y'all were up three. No adjustments. And that was the Clippers' problems for a long time. And right? I wouldn't even say necessarily just the Clippers because a lot of teams play I'm that. Talking that. His coach. I'm talking yeah. about I, I hear you. For Doc. For Doc. I'm I talking about Doc, right? Now, when it comes to Carson Wentz, right, it does not – if it happens, if he starts playing lights out, like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, that type of level, then yes, it changes. And we're, we're talking about more than one season now. Okay. Yeah. He has to do that for he can't do that just once. He has to do it at least twice. I think his ceiling Absolutely. is the playoffs this year. That's not even like I want to say like the second his ceil- his ceiling second is the round. No, his ceiling is the second round of the playoffs. His ceiling is the no, his ceiling his ceiling needs to be eleven and five. His no, ceiling his needs to be eleven and five. Eleven and five in the playoffs. His floor needs to be the playoffs because Philip Rivers brought you to the first round of the playoffs That's and only lost round. by three points, but only lost by three points to the Buffalo Bills. Indianapolis was almost in the second round of the playoffs. But that's what I'm saying, the second round. I, I give you the sec- that's his ceiling. Once the, the whole that division is terrible because if he go anything less than what Phillip Rivers did. And I'm telling you now. You better got- hope. You He better hope his division is just so bad that, like, the the the, the scum record, he can have an, uh, a 9-7 and get to the playoffs, and, and he'd be good. Pete, I don't see him going 11-5. Pete, what is he Jaguars, Jaguar, look, Jaguars, Texans, Titans, Colts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Real, 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 this is what I'm saying. He, he has to. He has, he has to go. It has to be the second round. That's not going to be a hard feat. That's not going to be a hard feat. That's going to be as holy as that Pittsburgh Steelers undefeated streak. I'm going to tell you right now, 
-hmm. They're going to have an easy time in the division, right? But I'm, when not, I'm not going with the division. I said he has to get to the second I'm round. On I'm on your side. I'm yeah. on but your Pete, side. What did he finish? What did he finish his QB QB rating as? On Philly, trash. Yeah, I know it was trash. But I, I want to. I want to hear it. And he's the stat guy, so I got. Wentz's career. Wentz's career stats: sixty-three percent completion. Uh, he's almost at seventeen thousand yards. He's on, he's throwing one hundred and thirteen touchdowns. No, what's his rating? Eighty-nine point two. He better bad. be. It's not, it's, bad. Bad. it's not bad. It's not bad. He better be in. He better be. And his best season. So look at this: twenty sixteen. 16 TDs to 14 interceptions. But then between 2017 and 2019, 33 and 7, 21 and 7, 27 and 7. His QB rating has been 102, 102, 93, with his highest completion percentage at almost 70%. So, so he, his numbers have actually been really, really good. He just can't stay on the field. Right. And that's and, what I'm he better stay on the field. These are three things he got to get. He better stay on the field. He better maintain the 89 or better. And he better get to the second round. That's the only unless, way unless, your crap that you're plays, talking right unless now. Unless he plays the Bills again. Well, <laughs> unless he plays the Bills again. Look, the Bills ain't – Buffalo ain't nothing to play with. I don't care what nobody said. There ain't nothing to play with. And, I and, think but, Buffalo, to me right now, has to be – well, the Patriots have made some crazy moves this offseason. But to me, the Bills – I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots have spent more money this offseason than I think they have the last, what, six or seven offseasons? Ever. Ever. You know yeah, why? Because Bill Belichick been hearing all the trash everybody been talking in the offseason, talking about something. He's a bad GM. That's why. Let's be, let's be real. But I think the, the Bills have to be the presumptive favorites in the division this year. They should For be. sure. They should For be. sure. They should be. If they're not, people are tripping, but they, they definitely should be. But uh, moving on from football, I want to get to our uh, the start of our new pick five. Pete, get ready to write some notes down. All righty. So we are in our NBA section of the pick five. Will Tay go back to that? Will I not be in the gutter this year? <laughs> this year? Uh, will Matt – well, I don't know what Matt's going to do. But Pete. Y'all doubted me in NFL. Y'all doubted me in NFL, and I did pretty good. Let's, let's throw that out there. Yeah, but you're doing no good in fantasy basketball, though. Look, I'm locked out of my account. Stop. Would you stop? And all Listen, my players I've get only lost two. I've only lost two games this year. One was to Dre, and we oh, got our rematch next week. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And, and then I lost last week because Toronto, Toronto whole hold team on, was injured. On, I don't hold care on. about y'all fantasy league because I'm not a part of that. So save that for another time. Uh -huh. But why we got two Nets games on this calendar? The two Nets games were against um, mm -hmm. two two top teams in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No life. Do you huh? want? Do you no want life. one change? Do you want the Wednesday game changed? I don't think late. the Knicks play on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So on Monday, Hawks Clippers. Who y'all got? Clippers. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take, um, I'd take the Clippers as well. Even though they've been playing good. Atlanta's been playing real good. They have. Mm -hmm. Where do they stand on the Eastern Conference? Mm. At the bottom. At the bottom. The Clippers. Yeah, I go with the Clippers as well. Next this is play. not the playoffs, so the Clippers should be doing okay. Atlanta's yeah, actually. They're, they're like, they're like no. number, they're like number uh, Atlanta's, Atlanta's in, Atlanta's in fifth place. They're 21 and 20. Um, twenty-one and twenty. There, uh, this is a home game or an away game. 
It's an away game. Uh, they're 10 and 11 on the road, but they're on a seven game winning streak as of today. 21 and 20. Like I said, if you go 21 and 20 in the West, it's. The Clippers are 26 the and bottom, 16. Right. They're 26 and 16. They're 13 and 6 at home, but uh-huh. they're 4 and 6 in their last 10, while the Hawks yeah. are 8 and 2 in their last 10. I'm going yeah. with the Clippers. Clippers. Net, so Tuesday, Nets, Blazers. Um, hey, Dre, who are you taking? The Clippers. Said Clippers. Okay. I'm going with Brooklyn on Tuesday for Nets, Blazers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, as well. Even though CJ McCollum is back. I got to say, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, listen. Um, Hold on, Pete. Uh, Pete, I mean, Queen, who do you have? I, I, has, I have uh, for Brooklyn. Okay. Queen has limited time, so we'll, we'll get into the, 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 the you know, the discussions about these games after Nets Jazz. Nets. Well, Nets Jazz. Yeah. Going with the Nets. I'm going with the Jazz on this one. Is it a back to back game? Yes. I'm going with the Jazz. Going with the Nets because it's a back to back. They got no answer for. James Are the Harden. Jazz on a back to back as well? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Um, I'm still going to go with the Nets. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jazz because I, I think if the, if the full complement of the Nets aren't playing and it's a back-to-back, the Jazz have enough firepower, and they have less than 10 losses at home all season. Right. Um, uh, seven, so, hold on. That was Nets, Nets, hold on, Nets for Tay, Nets for Matt, and you were the Nets as well. Are you the Jazz, Dre? We're going to deep dive into that after me. you pick five because I got something then, for that. Um, I know Tay got to go. Come on. 76ers and Lakers on Thursdays. Lakers. 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 I'm going with the Sixers. I'm going with the Lakers. There's no Joel Embiid. I'm going with the Lakers. All right. They ain't got they ain't got nobody to contain LeBron getting into the in, in the and they all got nobody to contain Ben Simmons from going to the rim either. That's so. just Ben Simmons. You, you, you force him to shoot. I got Lakers. I'm going with the Lakers. I don't. I don't trust the others. I don't I trust the others. I look. I trust their defense. <laughs> that's what I'm trusting. What they, defense? They can stop Ben Simmons from getting in the lane, guy. Who? Who? The Lakers. Who? Montrezl Harrell? I'm not just saying, just Montrezl. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Let's go, because I know Tay got to go. Si- I got the Sixers. Matt, we're, going, uh, we're going double back. We will. And you have – you picked the Lakers, Tay. Pick the Matt picked the Lakers. Pete, Lakers all got? around except for you. Okay. Heat and Hornets. At the Friday game. Heat. Hornets. Go with the Hornets. Tell you what you get. This is the last game, right? Yep. I'll, I'll right. take being wrong on this one, but I'll take the Heat. I'll take the Hornets. Yeah, I'll take the Heat as well. On that I'm one. taking the Heat. Don't get me wrong. I like I like Lamar, Lamelo, uh, Lamelo Ball, and, and Rozier. I love what they're doing over there. But yeah, tell you got to go now. All right. Thank you for joining us. Tay. Have good fun. Luck. Have fun. Have good fun. Good luck. Good luck. Represent. Represent. All right, guys. Happy Saturday. Later. All right, Saturday, Queen. Bye. Later. Right. Dre, double back. Let's go. Keep going back. Go backwards. We gotta go back. So my go. thing, my thing with the Nets is this. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, I saw this last week when Harden put that triple double up. And listen, we all know Harden's a great player when he's motivated to be, and he has been since he's uh-huh. been in Brooklyn. But my thing is with Kyrie out and with Durant out, it showed once again uh, my biggest issue with. Um, with the Nets. It's that bench, those secondary players outside of Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough. Uh, and, and Harden had to, he had to get every inch of what he got on that triple double. And I'm going to be very honest with y'all, and y'all really got to open my eyes on this. 
Because I've been doing a deep dive on this guy. I don't understand why y'all like this Brown kid. He, he, Brown? He, he's bumming me. He's he's not a bum. He just I he reminds me of more of a he reminds me of like what Bruce Bowen was to um San Antonio, just like an updated version. But just like Bruce Bowen, he's very inconsistent. And um he's a really, really good defender. It's just again, a lot of inconsistencies with a lot of the bench play and everything like that, too. So it's like that, that's I, my issue. The Nets, the Nets are a great team. I just don't know. Durant's still not playing, right? No, Durant probably won't play until next week. Yeah, Durant's out. So Kyrie, you know, you assume okay, Kyrie and Harden will probably play that first game, mm-hmm. but then that back to back, you're probably assuming one of them's going to rest. Yeah. And at this point, I would think it has to be Harden to get a rest because that boy's been carrying the team right now. Mm-hmm. He's and had so, a triple double and and. Majority of the games, so or close. Yeah, I think he it. had the first forty-point triple double since Vince Carter. Right. Um. You know, I, so I think the Jazz take advantage of that. If if Kyrie is the only one of the three playing in that back-to-back, I think the Jazz win that. Uh, if, they just lost to an inferior team yesterday with both Harden and and Kyrie on the floor. They Kyrie had forty, and they lost to the Magic. All right, but how they've been on a winning streak. So, I mean, I get it. You're not going to win everything. It, it, yeah, it for sure. You're going to sure. make adjustments and you're going to move accordingly. So, Absolutely. I know with these two next games, they're going to be big, big marquee type games. So, they usually answer the calling for these marquee games. They know the Utah is, they know the Utah Jazz is, you know, a, a threat in, on the West. They know that that's a, that's a, that's a questionable game. They know that they got to show up and show out. So I'm not expecting them – I'm not expecting Kyrie and James Harden to play like, oh, this is just a regular game. I'm expecting them to play like, all right, they're going to know our names because these this is this this could be potentially who we can be facing in the finals. Yeah, but LeBron I got to be honest with you, Matt, at this point – I mean, how many games – Dre – oh, Dre's not down here with us. I got to be I'm very here. honest with you. Oh, Dre, how many, games, how many games we got left? What, in the season? Yeah. Less than it's less than thirty, I believe. I think it's it's about this time. Durant's now been injured twice this season, or well, out mm-hmm. twice for extended amounts of time. I think it's about the time that the Nets are going to have to start rotating these three in and out on rest because you want to make sure that Durant, Irving, and Harden are all one hundred percent healthy in the playoffs. You want no excuses because if they have all three of those players healthy in the playoffs, right. I don't think there's a team that can stop all three of them. Absolutely. But, and and so this is that time period they built up they've built up enough of a cushion where I even gotta be honest with you. I don't care if the Nets don't get the number one, number two, or number three seed. They can drop to the middle of the pack in the East with a couple of losses. And again, I still don't think if Harden, Irving, and Durant are all healthy, I don't think anybody has them. No, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it either. But when we when we talk about the Jazz team, right? Um, because the Jazz fell off too, as expected. Um, because Matt predict Matt called it, and um, I just honestly think that the Jazz have more weapons than Brooklyn does because you have to sit one of these guys, two of these guys on the bench at a time, right? 
And the Jazz bench has shown to be one of the best benches, if not the best bench in the league. You'd, and and with Blake Griffin or no Blake Griffin, because I don't think Blake has played yet. No, not yet. Um, it's gonna be. It's hard to beat a team that's stacked on the bench like the Jazz is. Like uh, the bench works in in ways where if you start a lineup or your key players uh-huh. cannot last that many minutes, right? Right. Or they get into foul trouble, right? Uh-huh. But if you have, if you're going up against a team that you cannot hold, and when I mean you cannot hold offensively, there's not a player in the in, in on that lineup uh-huh. that can contain Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. James Harden, mm-hmm. or Kevin Durant. Absolutely. And then when you got other players that surround them, like Shamet or uh, uh, Joe Harris, that can lights out shoot, you have a problem. No, you have a problem. And you're not wrong, but the same consistency issue we have with the Jazz sometimes is the same consistency issue we have with the Nets bench. We've been watching bench. And I hear you and I hear you with the bench, but all right, if you are building a level of confidence, which they are building, because they are rolling through teams. You mentioned the Orlando match that they lost to, but we forgot that they've been on a seven or eight game winning streak. But they've so, also you know, lost to the match. They've also lost to the Magic when KD was playing. All right, you're not gonna win everything, right? But the, the story in the playoffs is you gotta beat you gotta beat that same team in a best of seven. Yeah, and I don't think there's many teams that can maintain that level of intensity on defense and can outscore that Brooklyn Nets team. Well, and I, that's the that that is the problem. And that that that's why I laugh when people go, okay, the depth is a problem. The defense was a problem. Not much of a problem no more. Because they're playing pretty good to decent defense. The defense is still gonna is still a problem. They it's just, still a they problem, really but it just ain't out, that they, big of a problem. Because it's not it's a, a big, problem, but it ain't that big of a problem. It's not a big of a problem because they're outscoring everybody. Exactly. Because they're outscoring everybody. But when the game slows down and it's in the half court, we that's when we will see exactly what the Nets are. Give me the top three defensive teams in the the league right now. The Knicks, which they should have lost to. But they beat them. Go ahead, keep going. The Jazz. They beat them. They beat the Jazz already? Yes, they have. Okay. Um, And the Knicks, the Jazz, and I forgot the other one. At one point in time, it was the Rockets. Definitely not the Rockets. And they smacked the Rockets. Go ahead. Beat the hell out of the Rockets. Um. I, I can't give it. Oh, Philly, beat them. This, this, Pete, are you? I mean, I are y'all not seeing what I'm seeing? I'm I seeing get, what you're seeing. I, but this I'm, is what I'm saying. I get what everybody is saying. We are in a new, new era of basketball now, especially in the league. I get. We are all accustomed to the San Antonio Spurs defense and the Miami Heat defense and the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics defense and Detroit Pistons in 04 and what they did with the Lakers. I know what we are all accustomed to. The 90s and that defense is a whole new era. You uh-huh. know what the bag is right now for the NBA? It is shooting threes. Which they have been, which in the last four games for the Nets has been terrible. Kyrie, I, last game that Kyrie and Harden played together, not, not counting last. Go ahead. You got to let me finish. 
So when I say, okay, the new bag is threes, how do you defend the three-point shooter? Put your hands up. Now, when you got three scorers who shoot threes at a very high level. But they're all not playing. If we're just I, talking about – I'm not talking about the rest of the season. I Max. hear you. I'm talking I, about next week. It's if, a if, point. It's a point that I'm proving. All these defenses cannot stop that Brooklyn Nets team, and not consistently. I just, but I said that earlier. What I'm talking about, very, I'm talking about in a in a micro. I'm not talking about the macro because when I spoke about the macro, I said straight out, I don't think there's any team if all three of them are healthy, which is exactly what you're saying. I don't think there's any team in the NBA if all three of those players are healthy that can stop the Nets. We all agreed on that. Well, I'm, we, I'm arguing the depth part and the defense part. But my issue is going to be this. Next week, they play a back-to-back. Usually, Mm -hmm. one of these star players is going to rest. Durant still ain't playing. So right now, Durant's out. Mm -hmm. You got Kyrie. You got James Harden. One of them are going to rest against the Jazz. We don't know that. If that's, that's we 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 can we can we we're we're thinking like all right, that's a bad to bad we don't really know but I know for we know that for these high level games they 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 tend to have them play regardless of the schedule you know so my whole thing is if if it's Harden and the rest of the Nets versus the Utah Jazz I don't think they win that game if it's Kyrie <laughs> and the rest of the Nets versus the Utah Jazz I don't think that they win that game now. If it's Kyrie and Harden together, I think it's a very close game and it can go either way. But my issue is you brought up three-point shooting. The Nets have been highly ineffective with the exception of a couple of bench players with three-point shooting. Harden, when he hit that triple-double, I believe he shot one for ten from the three-point from the three-point line. When Kyrie and Harden played together, there was a game last week where they went a combined three for 22 from the three-point line. And so at what point in today's NBA, and this is why I do like a player like Ben Simmons, at what point do you stop shooting the three because they're not falling, right? You the cannot Jazz is the best, the Jazz in is baseball, best three-point shooting team in the league. In baseball. Not consistently. Right? But in baseball. Dre, As of late, not you consistently. Know this, you know this, Just like Dre, the argument Dre. that y'all trying to bring up for Brooklyn, it's the same thing. But they're not that consistent. They Dre do fall off from time. Dre knows this because we say this about the Yankees all the time. The reason why the Yankees have been largely ineffective the last couple of years, because you cannot live and die by the home run. Okay? In the NBA, you cannot live and die by three-point shooting. And the only team that has been able to effectively live or die by three-point shooting has been the Golden State Warriors, and it's because they have had the two best three-point shooters of this generation on their team at the same freaking time. All right. And the other the other the other games that we was that we was going to touch back on. Um what was the other games? It, LA and the 76ers. Oh yeah, we were talking about the 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 the, the Lakers and Embiid not being in. Look, without Embiid that that when they when they're going against these type teams like these top level teams, they're going to struggle with why? Because Embiid is their defensive anchor one, and he's their scoring prowess too. So yeah, you might say, "Oh, they're they're not going to be able to stop a Ben Simmons," but they can stop. But if, you, if you if you think of Ben Simmons and LeBron equaling each other out, 
I can understand where Dre is coming from because I I can also see that you can trust the Philly the Philly team without Ben Simmons more than you can trust the Laker team without LeBron James. Because if Ben Simmons and LeBron equal each other, let's just say, right, will you trust all of Philly's secondary players more than you trust all of LA's second players? And really the only two players on LA that I feel, well, the only three players on LA I feel I can trust is Schroeder, uh, Schroeder, Kuzma, and, and my boy Alex Caruso. Other than that, because AD is still out, that's it. So you don't trust Harold? I mean, I don't trust Harold. Defensively, you don't trust Harold. To not, to, not, not to put up all them points. I didn't say points, I said defensively. Absolutely not. I don't trust Montrez Harold on defense. All right. I'm, I swear, when they when they beat the Sixers, I'm wasn't he on that Clippers team that blew a three one lead? Was he? How we much just, defense just, did he play on your? We just, we just, that's different. That's Joker. You talking about him holding Dwight Howard in them? Come on, Dwight Howard go dog. <laughs> he gonna be mad. Stop. So Stop. the three games before that that the Sixers have, they play the Kings, which they should win. Because recently they've won three out of four. The only the only loss is to. The Bucks and they shouldn't even lost that game. They lost that almost at the buzzer. Which congratulations to Giannis. You finally got somebody to help. Uh, well, even though y'all didn't really need that much help on the defensive end anyway, but you got help with PJ Tucker. I gave you that. That's a piece. That's a piece for sure. Man, very motivated PJ Tucker. Yeah, right. F- f- he damn, he's going to a team that's not even going to make the finals again. Oh man. Oh damn. All right. I gotta yeah. ask a question though. I gotta ask a question to Matt, the Nick fan, when you're done, Dre. Well. Oh, um, so ahead, we're, yeah. we're, we're what, 75% through the season already? Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, is half, Matt is half and half. Like, uh, still, Matt is not a fully converted Nets fan. He, he's still a Knicks fan. Bro. Well, here's my question. I, I put the, I, still, I put off of my city. That's what it are, we still, are we still okay with Obi Toppin over Tyrese Halliburton? Tyrese Halliburton hasn't really played, though. Now there's Obi Toppin. Right. <laughs> but but Halliburton, Halliburton starts, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's averaged 12, 12 points, about 12 and a half points and five assists a game. Still Considering early. point guard struggles that the Knicks have had with quickly being out and now needing Derrick Rose and Nilakina being Nilakina and all this other stuff. Nilakina Nilakina. I don't yeah. even understand why he's still on that team. Are we still okay with having drafted Obi Toppin over Tyrese Halliburton? Yes. I, I, I'm not going to say yes yet because, again, it, it's still – I don't – it's not like they're performing – both of them are performing performing on it on Anthony Edwards and and, 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 and LaMelo Ball type. And even Wiseman or even Wiseman. Yeah, or even Wiseman at that point. Uh Obi Top is not a piece and neither is Halliburton, honestly. So um at the current moment. Yeah, at the current moment. And right now the Knicks I guess the Knicks just haven't fit him in to their their to their plans. I, I don't necessarily think he was much of a defensive mind player from gate. So you gotta understand that that's what Tibbs is kind of like enforcing right now. He's just a highlight reel. He's an athletic highlight reel. And and got understand you got to get in where you fit in for now. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of work he has to do. 
in a sense, yes. And how well did that work out for the Clippers? Look, two different players. Maybe he might catch on. Again, you can't judge somebody halfway in the season, and the season just started in December. So I mean, like you got to. I mean, I mean, we can, but we can, I, but we I'm can. not. I'm not holding judgment yet. I, the only reason why I'm, I'm I'm I do agree with you where we can't say anything yet is in terms of the Knicks is because Julius Randle and uh, R.J. Barrett have been the primary ball handlers for most of the most of the year. And they've been getting the Knicks to where they need to be, to where the point where to the He's point got where tickets. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> to where and uh, no one, the only reason I think the only reason why we pleased too is because there's been no one else outside of Denny Advija who got mm-hmm. picked by the the Wizards. He, he's not playing a lot, but he's he showed some he showed some stuff and he's only 19, but there's been no other player in the draft after Obi Toppin. That's mm-hmm. that's done anything. Jalen Smith hasn't done anything with the Suns, and there's been and no little, one else. And little little Kmart hasn't really done much. Again, again, either, again. But certain certain players, you gotta understand the system that they're in. And mm-hmm. and like I said, with Obi Toppin, he's not a defensive mind type player. He's a highlight. Uh, he was he stop. was really stop. okay. Stop. I'll give you that. No, he's an athletic. I get where you're going, but you got to look on the basis of what I mean. Like, uh, 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 and I agree with Shaq. I agree with Shaq. They do definitely need Mitchell Mitchell Robinson. But um, Obi Toppin was brought in because they wanted somebody that can catch lobs or that can entertain the fans. It wasn't necessarily to fit into that that system. They wanted Amari Stoudemire again. That's what exactly. So so you you gotta you you gotta take. Take that with a grain of salt. We don't really know because I don't even feel, fully feel like this is the next team that they feel like they're gonna they're gonna really you know fully stay talk with. About one of the ball boys. There's talk about one of the ball yeah. boys in New York. Lonzo and I forgot there was somebody else that was being added to that. Uh, I don't think I don't think Zoe's no JJ Reddick. It was Lonzo and JJ Reddick they were trying to get. I don't think they're gonna get. Either of them, I think the Clippers are are the closest to get Lonzo because I I'll be like, oh, Patrick Beverly, all right, I'll see you later. Boy, like, if they get Lonzo, they're a threat. Yes, the Clippers are an immediate threat to that Western Conference when they you get think, they get Lonzo. They, yes, one hundred percent. Because what would I? Pete, you're giving me the look, but I'm I'm, I'm explaining my reason. I feel like the Clippers with. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, the only thing they were really missing someone to take was the ball a point there. guard. A, a great – because we all was, like, linking them to Rajon Rondo because he was the immediate free agent and his ball IQ. But Lonzo Ball, ball IQ is up there. No, he's, let's, a, let's, he's, a very, he's a very good point guard. My question – and here's my question. And his and his shooting percentage has raised. Yes. He's gotten, he's gotten better on the shooting. It's Here's ugly as hell, but it's there. Here's my question with Lonzo Ball. In, in that, in that, in what you're bringing up. Here's my, here's my only question. What's up? Can Lonzo Ball play in the shadow of the Lakers, considering his failure? Yes. And, and, I think and, that would and, motivate and, and, and him more. It. I think that would motivate him more. What we got to do is we got to stop saying that it's a failure because he came in there and he was the soul. Type he's a soul like I want to say superstar because Kobe was still there. I don't want to say superstar, but he was like a a main focal point 
looked at because of his father. I'm about to say he wasn't there. When, oh, it wasn't. Yes, he, he was, was there. He was when there. Kobe, when yeah, Kobe he was, was there, there with Kobe. He was there with Kobe. He was, no, the year after Kobe. No, no the year after Kobe. Yeah. But regardless, and then he had to be there with LeBron. So you gotta you gotta look at it on the aspect of he's not sick. He's if he's coming back to LA, it's not with the with 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 his father in the background talking dumb. Right. It's not in the shadows of LeBron James and having to live up to Kobe Bryant or what Magic Johnson is is, is trying to super succeed with the Showtime Lakers and what he was trying to create. He's not coming in there with that. He's coming in there with a with the goal of we need you to be the floor general, which is his bag. That's what he's For supposed sure. to do. For sure. For so with a Paul George who is not a point guard at no stretch of the imagination, I don't even understand why they have him running up the ball after the damn time because he's not there. They and have him a, running up the, the NBA the, is positionless the, nowadays. Right, I hear that. But again, if you're if you're if that's the one thing that they're lacking is a point guard. Mm-hmm. A ball a, a ball general. I have a question for y'all then, because we're both uh, we're both you know we both lived through the '90s and the 2000s of basketball and seeing the point guards that we saw. Right, and this I will be wonder, the last. This will be the last one because we got to go to um, smoke section. Yes, I wonder how would some of the big point guards of even the 2000s fare in today's NBA? Like, imagine what a Steve Nash could do in today's NBA. Imagine what you know. Imagine what a young young Chris Paul could do in today's NBA. Imagine what young Derrick Rose could do in today's NBA. I, I really I really wonder, you know, what would have happened had these point guards, some of the point, what, what a young Tony Parker could have done in today's NBA. Like it's, Tony Parker would have been a dog in, in, in this in this NBA. Brandon Roy would have been a dog. He's not a point guard. Brandon Roy is a point guard. Brandon Roy is not a point guard. He was a point guard for the Portland Trail Brothers. He was drafted no, he was as a point guard. He was drafted, but, but they had Steve Right, that counts. Steve Blake, come on, really? Steve Blake is a point guard. What Stop are you it. talking about? Stop it. We're not going to do that. But I, I do wonder do how those point guards would have fared because I think today's NBA really suited I their would, game. Heck, I wonder what. Two guards. I wonder what. I wonder what because we saw a little bit of it with a forty-year-old version of him, but I wonder what a thirty-year-old Jason Kidd would do in today's NBA. Jason Kidd would be a triple-double machine. <laughs> Easy, easy. And, we, and yeah. we saw when he was, what, 40 on the Knicks, his last playing season? He was yeah. still good. He was still almost – he still almost had a triple-double. My boy day. Raymond Felton would have been killing it. I'm no, like, I'm all right, right. no, hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough. <laughs> we take it too – we're taking it, we take it too far. <laughs> we're taking it too far. Hold on, I got to relax. I got to relax. got to relax. I got to relax. I got to relax. All right, um – Let's get let's jump into the smoke section, and this is a topic that we've spoken about um, before when it came to the WNBA, and now it's happening to the women in the NCAA. So let's jump into it. Um, let me know if you guys can hear it when I press play. Can you hear it? No. Okay. So, um, basically, you gotta, you gotta let me warm you up for it, bro. You lacking? It's what I do. I got to do it. Gotta, it's my section. I got to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna give the lob. It's rare. It's rare in form that this man speaks because he speaks with a sultry voice. 
He's like the Ruben Stuttered of the year sports show. But today's smoke section, I'm giving to Big Baby, the soul of R&B. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I pre- I appreciate you giving giving me the, the, the time and, and the section to do my thing. I do what I can. No. So, um, I'm gonna get right into it. Let's see if it op- when it opens and if you guys can um, hear it. But um, yeah, show y'all. So can y'all hear it? NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women. This is our weight room. Let me show y'all the men's weight room. Now, when pictures of our weight room got released versus the men's, the NCAA came out with a statement saying that it wasn't money, it was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all this extra space. If you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. So, um, as you can see, if we go back in the video, the men's weight room looks like the best thing ever <laughs> and the women's all they have is a couple pound um weights to just lift and then when the last picture i, I put the last part of the video i put was you know the food disparity and not just the food there's other stuff like the the whelp the um the warm-up packages that they got were compared to the men were nothing it, it was absolutely nothing so what i'm trying to understand ncaa and not just ncaa what i'm trying to understand sports world why do we treat women in sports any different than we treat men in sports why why none of that looks good none of it looks good absolutely none of it none of it does is that meatloaf i don't know what why, it is i tell you why i tell you why the ncaa does it because the NCAA does it, and it's and it, and it's for another stupid reason. Because men's basketball brings in more money to, to them uh-huh. than women's basketball. But let me let me give you the flip side of that. They also don't push women's NCAA basketball as hard as they push NCAA men's basketball. I guarantee you that the NCAA women. Now, don't get me wrong. There is more parity. Okay. Yes, we have seen some of these women teams. Like, you know, it's not like some of these NCAA men's games where even, like, a, a team from out of nowhere will beat, you know, a top-level team. Some right. of these NCAA women games are blowouts. But if yeah. you increase the visibility of NCAA women's basketball, if you push it as hard as you push NCAA men's basketball, if you get them the amount of money they deserve, you're going to get a return on your investment equal to what you get for men's basketball. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Same with the WNBA. No right. one pushes the WNBA the same way they push the NBA, right? I can see on a Saturday, I could see men's college basketball on every damn sports channel on my television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got to search for a women's game. If it's not on ESPN, I got to search for a women's game. ESPN Ocho, Matt? <laughs> 
And that's what they do. They'll put a men's game on ESPN, a men's game on ESPN2, a men's game on ESPN News, a men's game on ESPN Game Day, a men's game on ESPN Plus, and a women's game game on ESPN The Ocho, which is only available in Costa Rica. No, that's not true. I got I got it on my fire stick. I, 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 okay, but 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 that's that's the BS, right? I can find a men's game without a problem, but I can't find a women's game. And I'll be very honest to you. Sometimes the women's NCAA tournament is more exciting than the NCAA men's tournament to a certain degree. And March Madness. The opening rounds of the NCAA women's tournament can sometimes be more unpredictable than the opening rounds of the men's tournament. Well, it's predictable up until 2017 because UConn was running rough shot for a minute. Yeah, UConn so, don't count. UConn, I, I would, UConn don't count. But no, nah, but I'm saying he said as far as it being, he's talking know, about the first round. I, I hear you. I get you. Yeah, but you, I, you know, what was it until like two years ago? Was the first time that a number one seed lost to a number sixteen seed mm-hmm. in the men's in the men's in the men's tournament? Like two three years ago was the first time it ever happened. Um, you know, but in, in a women's bracket, you'll sometimes have two seeds, three seeds, four seeds lose very early on a regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one seeds usually run through their divisions, but it's ridiculous. And then for you to do it like that when you got social media, you know these girls no, are going to put it out there. It's not just that. It's not just that. The coronavirus has been going on for a year. You knew when you shut down operations, that you had an idea of what you wanted to do for the tournament. Again, why why give the men all of these things and not the women? Why Can we don't, see the pictures again? Uh, it's going to take me a second. The women had a weight rack. The men had a weight yeah. room. Yeah. I didn't know that many women that really work out like that. It's not, it's not so much – no, it's, it's not. No, I mean, like, lift weights like that? No, no. No, it's, it's not so much about the weights. It's in general. It's, no, I'm just saying – I'm just speaking. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm the, not, it's the generalization you know. of they – whatever the, the men have, the women should have. Like, that, 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 that's it. And, again, in every sport, especially – and I've seen it, especially when it comes to basketball, because if you look at the NBA, the WNBA bubble last year, and you saw their conditions – you're trying to figure out, like, the NBA is a billion-dollar company. Regardless of whatever money that they lost because of the pandemic, you still own the WNBA. You're still running WNBA operations. NBA runs WNBA, you just said, right? Yeah, they're, they're big brother. They they spot they fund the WNBA. I didn't. I'm I'm asking. <laughs> I didn't know this. I'm sorry. Yeah, but if that's the case, then yeah, that's that's wow. The NCAA. Runs everything college related. So, now I'm talking about the yeah. NBA and WNBA. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, NCAA, I'm uh, the NCAA. I mean, I, I want to hope that was meatloaf. That was uh, that's just disgusting. Regardless, that's of like what? different levels. Of, I, Pete, you probably don't know this terminology because you're from the Bronx, but we used to call like cafeteria lunch free free. free yeah, free. I know that. Everybody, oh. everybody in NYC know what free free is. Right? Yeah, that 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 definitely looked like some free free. That was that was wow. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't eat that. Just in, <laughs> at all, like just in general, I I, I think that it, it's a tragedy that yeah, but this is getting this the short end of the stick. And this is, this is across the thing. Let, let, let me give you some numbers here, Dre. Look at this: March Madness for the men. Okay, mm-hmm. got a twenty-two year television deal mm-hmm. for nineteen point six billion dollars. 
And they get a free video? That's weird. The women. The women. Okay. These guys are TV dinners. The women's basketball tournament doesn't turn a profit. So Mm -hmm. the NCAA doesn't factor its results into annual financial distributions to schools. So here's what that means, right? Here's what that means. Every year, the NCAA has what they call the Division I Basketball Performance Fund, which is based on the results from the men's tournament. So teams earn one unit for every tournament game appearance until the final four, right? So that's $280,000 for your school Mm -hmm. per unit, okay, per unit. So if you make a run to the men's final four, okay, and this isn't just for your team, okay? This is for the conference that your team belongs to. So here's what that means. A, if a team went to the Final Four this year, they would generate an additional $1.1 million, okay, for, their, for the conference that they come to for every season until 2027 versus a team could win the, the, the women's title multiple years in a row and never get an additional penny. Now you want to talk about, you want to really understand the disparity of what the weights were. Here's what the women had. The women had 10 yoga mats and 16 total dumbbells with no dumbbell heavier than 30 pounds per team. So each team got 10 yoga mats and 16 dumbbells and the heaviest dumbbell was 30 pounds versus the men had a professional grade weight room. Ouch. Professional grade weight room. I ain't gonna jump to the slap on the food. Um, I don't work out like that. I'm, I'm upset about the food. And even right. if you want to say that the women don't lift weights, Matt, let's just say that that's true. You're telling me they couldn't give the women cardio machines? You're telling me they couldn't give the women resistance exercise machines? You're telling me they couldn't do those things for the women? Even if you want to make an agreement, okay, the women don't, uh, the women don't lift weights. All right, let's say that. Because I know a lot of women can outlift some men in the gym. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I just said I. I personally don't know too many that lift weights. But I'm. I'm more upset about the food because I don't think that was meatloaf. I think it was mystery meat. That's what I thought it was. It, it looks bad. Okay. <laughs> like so dog to, food. <laughs> to wrap up. To wrap up the episode. No cornbread. Just dinner roll. <laughs> to wrap up the episode. Out of okay. a bag. It's bad. It, like. Um, Shout out to the Job Chief Network. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to give the answer. I got to give the answer before we go. So earlier in the show, we uh, gave the Your Sports Show uh, trivia question of the week. Uh, and we said that there were only four members in Major League Baseball history that had ever been in the 40-40 club, the 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases in a single season. Uh, Tay, while she was with us earlier, actually got one of the names on that list, being Alex Rodriguez. The other three names, Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. and Alfonso Soriano. I was right. There was a Met on the list. <laughs> no Mets on the list. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm confusing the name. Sorry. Praise people as I know all those people. But, but um, wow. I didn't know Barry Bonds, but. Yeah, back uh, that, and that's, and that's what a lot of people were talking about. Back when yeah. he was with Pittsburgh before he went to San Francisco, and he was a lot skinnier before he got what, what people assume were all the roids. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a power and a speedster. 
You call the roids, it might have been that food that they were serving the women just a minute ago. That's probably what it was. All right. So for the voice of a generation, be Rosado. For BK Matt, for the Queen, Queen Tay. It is your boy, Big Baby. Signing horrible. Off. That's horrible. That's horrible.